people, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, and man, welcome back to another rant. First and foremost, this is a follow-up from, of course, what I told you guys on Friday about what I saw on Instagram, what I experienced. is so amazing because 30 minutes after, I ended up having one of the most incredible podcasts ever. That's literally back-to-back days from Thursday to Friday where I was able to sit in front of an immaculate human being on two separate occasions... And then be able to plant a seed within my mind that I began, of course, developing and watering. And so there were so many things that I said in that podcast, whereas it was kind of exposed on the next one because I started seeing that there was probably some blockage happening within me. But at the same moment, at the same token, I have seen things. I've been through things. And I was able to pinpoint some things that have happened in my past that probably is still haunting me today. Let me give you an example. Of course, back in 2002, there was a lady, Caucasian lady, at a store by the name of Blockbuster, which is now closed. And she was literally pointing at me saying, I saw you steal something to the cops. And I was like, why is she saying this to me? I was 14 years old. I was taught so many unbelievable values as a human being, man. My mom would beat the living shit out of me if I ever picked up something that wasn't mine. And because she was sitting, standing there saying that to me. Or saying that to the police saying, yeah, I saw him take something. I was like, why is she saying this? She She's lying within her soul. But why is she saying this? I didn't know what racism was back then. But it's because we cannot tolerate and respect each other based on the color and the gender and the ethnic background, whatever you want to call it. And yes, she was later found out that she was lying. And But the thing is, two months later, things started happening to me. There was a girl I had a crush on at school. She, I think she was Japanese. And I remember that I told my friend to go speak to her. It was during lunchtime, right? It was probably about September, October of 2002. My friend came back and he was laughing. He was like, uh, she says she doesn't like Negroes. And I'm like, well, what's a Negro? And so after July 31st of 2002, when I was confronted by a racist Caucasian lady... I was followed up by, of course, a a Japanese-born American who says she doesn't like Negroes. After that, October 31st on Halloween night, there was a van that was speeding and swerving all over the streets, and there were four Caucasians inside. And before they turned the corner, the man in the steering wheel rolled down the window and said, Nick! Now, for those Americans out out there, you guys know that word. It's a six letter N word. The most degrading word in all of humanity. And so, welcome to racism. And you know what? I was such an innocent kid back then. I was like, you know what? Black, white doesn't matter. But it did. Hell, even my best friend at the time, Mark, his family, Tito, who is still on my Facebook today. She knew she was in the wrong. But in 2002, she did not believe me, even though... That they found out that the lady was lying, in fact. And she was still saying, Mark, don't hang around with his black ass. So guys, now you understand. This is the country I come from. This is America. And you could see how this could ultimately come with me. If I do not face the problem at hand deep within my subconscious mind and ask for forgiveness. See, a lot of you right now are not asking for that forgiveness. See, I haven't asked for forgiveness four years ago when that Thai, that Thai girl said, you, black man, low class, pimp, 
I didn't ask for it. I, I didn't ask for that forgiveness from within me. But everything that has been happening since that very year, when I started, when I began to, you know, I was confronted by racism for the very first time in my life. I do believe that this is still unraveling today. And this is what Isabel Hunt, who I've actually had on my ESL podcast, which is not so much language based, I think. And I recommend that all of you go into the link in my Instagram bio and please check it out. The Arsenio Buck Show, you can find it on Instagram. You're going to see Isabel Hunt, ESL podcast. Please listen to that. What she said in those in that podcast is unbelievable and life-changing. So guys, what I'm trying to say here is we got to respect and we got to find out what that tolerance level within us is. In terms of, hey, you know what? Okay, Arsenio, what has happened? What blockages have happened around, you know, your lifetime? Whereas you probably think that it's still happening to this day. Well, yes, 2015, those comments were very degrading. But that 2002 year was a very rough year because that's when I found out what racism was at the age of 14. Can you imagine? My mom never sat me down and said, hey, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It's time to be honest with you. This is what's going to happen. This is probably what's going to happen. But this is what you're going to do. My mom never had that talk with me. So... If you look at your life right now, look at the influences. Are you suffering from intolerance? Do you lack respect for other human beings? Because based on the influences of your lifetime, these are some critical, critical questions. You know, it's kind of like this one. I'm going to talk to you guys about this. Now, there was a business student, and of course, Stephen Covey wrote this in his book. He said a business student was asked a question by the professor, and the professor said, what is the name of the person or who yeah what is the name of the person who cleans your room? And of course the girl was like, Psh, "How do I know that?" And what in the world does this have to do with the business degree? Finally she asked the you know the professor if the question really counted on the fi- final grade and of course the professor said, "Absolutely it does." See, and he quoted, he said, "Most of you dream about being the president and the CEO of a successful company, but success is a team effort. A good leader takes nothing for granted, and recognizes the contributions made by everyone on the team, even though people who appear to do the most insignificant jobs. You know, it's kind of like the uh, that institution from Fortune Magazine, what is it, Great Place to Work Institute. They basically evaluate the 100 best companies list. And you know what? It names respect as one of the three pillars of trust in organizations. And you know what? The top 10% or the bottom 10% of the people who don't make as much, they get treated the same as the senior managers. So guys, if we look at this from a completely different aspect, if you look at what I see on a daily basis out here in Thailand, it's not like America where you see people, okay, you see a security guard here, okay, you see people a cashier, this and that. Those are considered the lower level jobs. Here in Thailand, it's completely different. Can you imagine people sweeping streets manually with a broom? Not even a broom. It's like like these, these ancient brooms. They're covered from head to toe, and they're sweeping the street. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the janitors and the people who actually sweep the hallways and, you know, you know just basically clean up leaves in the morning, every morning? These are the people that work at my condominium. And you know what? 
I always acknowledge them, regardless of the people who are around me. See, there are people paying upwards between 400 to maybe to 700, U, uh, 700 US dollars a month. A lot of you are like, ooh, that's pretty cheap. No, that's actually on the middle to upper class price for this condominium living here. And when the security at the gate next to the convenience store, he always opens the door and he says, what cop? He stands up. He salutes you. These people do not acknowledge him. They fail to acknowledge him. Me, I always give them a smile and I always say, what cop?" means hello. Some of them hold the door open. I tell them thank you. Some of them say good morning. I say thank you. As a matter of fact, there's a very naughty one that actually works there. Every time he sees me, he looks at me as if I have a new woman. And I'm like, where do you get this idea from? And he always says really funny, funny things. And we always joke around. I love this guy. Best person to, best person to see at 6 in the morning when I'm going to the gym and whatnot. Because I get my laugh very quickly. And I acknowledge him. And you know what? There are other foreigners that acknowledge him. And you know what? I've seen some unbelievable Thai people who acknowledge him too. But there are some entitlement, privileged Thai women who do not acknowledge him, who do not say hello. People stand out of their seats. For these janitorial people who say hello, 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 they fail to say hello to them. They fail to ask them. But you know what? There are some wonderful – I'm telling you, it's super binary here. Because there are the older generation that actually gives these people food. You know, like the security. I remember one time I walked past his little table and he had so much food there. And these women and university students, they would give him food. That is a beautiful thing. And I'm grateful for seeing that. See, that's respect. That's, you know what, this man's been sitting here. I'm going to buy him something. I see foreigners striking up conversations with him and he ends up learning English. See, guys, that's respect. Regardless of salaries or anything, you must, it, it, it's like the most, it's a clear example, it's, it, it sets that disproportionate impact, it's called the little things, and you know what, it builds those trust accounts, and with those trust accounts, again, I told you guys before that it means everything in the world, because you know what, when you build that trust amongst another human being, it's everything, Isabel was telling me the other day, she's like, you know what's so amazing? I'm German-born living in America, Indianapolis. You're Las Vegas-born, American-born living in Bangkok, but we're able to sit across from one another to have this synergistic communication and respect one another. That's amazing. We didn't live in a world like that before. A lot of people you know, blame technology and the internet for so many outlandish things. And at, that, at the same token, you're kind of saying to yourself, like, wait, 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 wait. This is really, really weird because, I mean, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, Korean War, all these wars that ran rampant in the 20th century. We're just going to shrug our shoulders and act like it never happened? Why did it never happen? Because we didn't listen to each other. We didn't respect one another. So what I'm going to talk about right now, real quick, of course, before I finish this podcast, is demonstrating respect at home. See, those are the little things. The simple thing, saying please, thank you, listening to someone, cleaning up after yourself, sharing the remote for a TV, if of course you guys watch TV and whatnot, or surprising someone, making, you know, with a token of love, and you make those huge deposits in the family trust account. See, that's everything. You know, I wish, you know, we ne- I never had that bonded time with my parents. 
You know, there were times that we would actually have a very, very good time and it would make me feel very uncomfortable. Let me give you an example. I remember that we left a clinic. It was either 99 or 2000. We had a family moment. And in that family moment, I remember when we left the dentist and we were like, Mom, we're never going to come back here. She's like, oh, yes, you are. We were like, no, we're not. We had a funny laugh and my mom started laughing and I felt so uncomfortable. Why? Because for the last five years, I saw anger, I saw resent, I saw fury, I saw a belligerence, saw my mom trying to kill my father. So when, when you have a happy moment, your body's not used to that. If, and it could be opposite too. So if you have a happy moment and then next thing you know something really crazy happens, your body's not used to that. It disrupts the biochemistry. And I remember that moment so vividly. Those family moments have meant everything in the world. I didn't even realize that. When you're able to just bond and respect one another. I remember me and my brother and I, man, we had that talk a couple of times. We were like, listen, we're going to live under the same household. We're going to help mom. We're going to do this, do that. Understood, understood. But of course, nothing was ever enough through his eyes. So it ended up being, of course, one of those discombobulated relationships. But at the same time now, what can I learn from that to employ in my new life? Of course, when I end up having a potential family or whatever in the future. Guys, these are the most critical aspects of all. And this is why I feel so compelled to tell my story and to learn these things and to tell you guys. Because over the last 14 minutes, there have been things probably going off in your mind saying, whoa, 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 whoa. And these are the things that you really, really need to act on. And so guys... Demonstrating respect at home, it means everything. And so in the next podcast, I'm going to talk about the bottom line, the trust tips, and of course, the actionable steps. So guys, with that being said, man, thank you so much for tuning in to another Arsenio Buck Show podcast. If you liked it, please share it. Please leave a review on the iTunes store or wherever you could possibly leave a review, and I would greatly appreciate it. Guys, stay tuned for the next episode, and as always, man, I'm your host, Arsenio, over and out.